You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Thank you for joining us for a mindful moment. While most of us feel we're doing pretty well just to survive these days, we want you to thrive. We want to help you tap into your full potential, and that starts with a foundation in mindfulness. Mindfulness improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. You can live a better life, and we'll help you discover how along the way. We truly appreciate our listeners in helping us to grow the mindful movement across the globe. So let's get started. At a workshop I did last week on how being joyful leads to success, I was describing various tools and techniques for releasing negativity and boosting focus. In the mindfulness segment of the presentation, I mentioned that enjoying the full benefits of meditation required years of regular practice. A participant immediately groaned, and I immediately realized my mindless comment. We live in a world of instant gratification, and telling people that something will take a long time is not the way to win them over. It's absolutely true that meditation practiced regularly over many years has been shown to lower blood pressure, thicken regions of the brain related to memory and learning, strengthen the immune system, and much more. I tried to point out that there are more immediate benefits, like stress reduction and increased focus, but I probably lost that participant insofar as becoming a regular meditator. Her response was perfectly normal. I forgot to focus more on the quick hits of mindfulness meditation first, before sharing the bad news that to reap the full rewards takes a long time. Generally speaking, we want things now rather than later. Our brains are actually wired this way, but as you know by now, we can rewire our neurons to fire differently. The only question is, why would you want to? I had an aha moment this week, which is why instant gratification was on my mind as I started this week's podcast. For those of you who don't know much about me, in what I call my previous life, I was a classic, type-A, perfectionist-driven, hyperactive, left-brain, linear-thinking, ambitious human being, constantly striving to make more money, get more promotions, and break through the glass ceiling for women everywhere. 
My reboot to become a quiet, reflective, mindful member of the species was not an easy transition. And like most people, I, too, wanted instant relief from the stress and exhaustion of my former life. Almost everyone I know takes some form of medication for anxiety or depression, but that never appealed to me, so I turned to meditation as an answer. What a frustrating activity! I was not good at sitting still. My mind raced at a dizzying speed every waking second of the day. The first time I tried to meditate, I set a goal of 30 minutes. After experiencing nothing but discomfort for as long as I could take it, I assumed I was close to the 30-minute mark. It was, in fact, three minutes. Thankfully, one holdover from my former life that I brought with me into the 2.0 version is persistence. Despite really not liking the whole concept of sitting still and watching my crazy thoughts zip by and feeling like I was wasting time, which was a big no-no in my past life, I forced myself to just do it. Just keep sitting still, day after day, even if only for a few minutes. And, of course, it eventually became a habit. I slowly noticed that while some sessions were not comfortable, others were wonderful. I also began to notice how much less reactive I was as each day's events unfolded. We get stuck in the minutiae of our daily lives, and so sometimes we need to step back and look at our own bigger picture. And that's how my aha moment arose. I was sitting in my backyard watching the goldfish flitter about in the pond, and a thought popped into my head, which was, why aren't I stressed out? We currently have 33 workshops booked, and that's a lot of content, logistics, and activities to figure out. I'm writing a book with a deadline looming, and I've got complete writer's block. We have this weekly podcast and blog to produce. We have coaching clients whose challenges can't be scheduled. They pop up on a regular basis and require immediate attention. There is, of course, the daily administrative, bookkeeping, and other business activities that have to be constantly addressed. For a small company, that's a lot on a plate. But the reason I was wondering about my stress level is that on top of all of these ongoing activities, we're starting a nonprofit organization and launching an online coaching certification program this month. That's a crazy amount of work to get done. And yet, there I was, watching goldfish swim and feeling totally relaxed. That's when it occurred to me that all of this mindfulness stuff and meditating really, really works. It didn't work overnight. It didn't even work consistently for the first few years. But clearly, my brain has changed over time. And when I think about everything that has to get done, instead of anxiety, my automatic response is, it will. Everything I need to do eventually gets done. I even tested my state of being by trying to think of every task that needs to be done in the next week. I got no reaction. The 1.0 version of me would have been frantic, but it's as if that state of being is no longer available to me. This feeling of calm in the midst of what really should be at least a little anxiety-producing was so alien to me that I had to sit quite a bit longer, watching those fish to reflect on what it means and how I got here. Now, don't get me wrong, I am no Zen master. In fact, I just came off of a two-month period of nothing but stress and anxiety over problems that arose and that were very challenging to address. But upon reflecting on that, I realized that the stress was in the minutiae, not the big picture. I never doubted we would solve the problems. I didn't like having to go through it, but in thinking about what transpired, I realized it was more like trying to navigate a ship through a storm 
than feeling like the ship was capsizing. There was a part of me that truly understood that this too shall pass. Now naturally, because of what I do for a living, my thoughts turned to how to share this amazing way of being with others. How could I teach this? How could I motivate others to try this? And of course the answer is, I can't. I can and do share the steps to take, I share the reality that it may take a long time, and I share the results of thousands of studies that confirm the benefits of mindfulness and meditation. Absolutely anyone can do this, but we each have to decide we want to, and then we have to actually do the hard work to get there. That takes both time and perseverance. And in a world of instant gratification, there are easier ways to feel better right now. It is our nature to avoid discomfort and seek pleasure, but maybe we can start with baby steps. The next time you have a strong desire for something right now, see if you can postpone filling that need or desire, even if only by a few minutes. Whether food, drink, or activity, just hold off a little while and see if you still want it. Part of what drives us to seek instant gratification is the extreme discomfort that arises from feeling deprived. So don't deprive yourself of something you want. Simply allow a little time in between the thought that you wanted and actually getting or taking it. Notice that it's not fatal. It's just a difference in time. If you continue to build on that practice, pause and breathe before grabbing onto that pleasurable experience or sticking with an unpleasant experience for just a few minutes, you might find that your brain stops demanding instant gratification. When I went back to school to get my master's degree while working full-time, someone asked me why I would do that to myself, especially at this stage of life. My answer was that the same amount of time will pass, whether I'm getting a degree or sitting at home in the evenings watching TV. Whether I finished my degree in three years or five, in the end, the degree would serve me much better than the instant relief of zoning out watching episodes of television shows. I found that this philosophy is true for everything in life. Time passes. Whether we're instantly appeased by something or working on something longer term, the same amount of time goes by. Mindfulness is awareness of the present, but it is also awareness of the context of this moment in the bigger picture. What could you do now, perhaps a little each day, that might provide rewards months or years from now? Definitely food for thought. Take a moment to relax. Release any tension you're holding in your body. Just let it go for a few minutes. Reflect on how many challenges you've overcome in your life. You endured and persevered and at some point that uncomfortable situation passed. Now reflect on how many pleasurable events have occurred in your life so far. You enjoyed or even relished those experiences, but they too passed. What if you didn't judge the events that occur in your life as good or bad? What if you just see them as passing events? They happen, you either enjoy them or not, and then they pass. 
Breathe normally, relaxing in this moment. Focus on your breath and simply observe the thoughts that pass through your mind. Don't hold on to those thoughts. Allow them to pass and be replaced by other thoughts. Just like your thoughts, events pass. Life is simply a series of events that pass. We have the opportunity to assign value, or not, to each event. We can pause before making decisions and allow a little time to pass first. Even a few deep breaths before deciding what action to take can help us to make better decisions. This week, Notice how much time passes between the time you notice a feeling or desire to taking action on that feeling or desire. See if you can stretch out the amount of time in between. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. If you have questions or comments, email us at info at work to live productions. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your other favorite podcast outlets. We'd also truly appreciate you taking a few seconds to rate this podcast so that others can find us. And follow us on social media at Work to Live. A Mindful Moment is hosted and produced by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Barnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Meditation music, Little Drunk, Quiet Floats, by Puddle of Infinity. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.